We, we share an enduring core principles, and I referenced this on the floor Wednesday night before, last week before I uh, took my oath of office. What we stand for are the core principles of America. I call them the seven core principles of American conservatism, but as I said uh, from the chamber there up in the rostrum, that it's really America's principles. Um, it's individual freedom and limited government and the rule of law, peace through strength, fiscal responsibility, free markets and human dignity. These are the, the ideas that have guided our nation since its founding, and I believe that when we anchor ourselves to those again, we do right by the country. We are the greatest nation in the history of the world, and we are proud to say that and proud to defend it and uh, preserve those principles. Is it not refreshing to have a Speaker of the House that actually loves America? Mike Johnson, absolutely, I think it's going to rock the Speakership out of the park. And let's look at the core principles that he was just talking about real quick. I mean, let's be honest. Have, have your liberal friends come here, listen to this show with you, and see if they are against individual freedom, if they're against limited government, if they're against the rule of law, peace through strength, fiscal responsibility, free markets, and human dignity. Those are everything that benefits everyone. And we have these left-wing radicals that are out to say, hey, free markets, no. It is literally a bad thing if to own a business right now and make money. I hear it every day. Oh, you guys are just out to make money. Yes, that's the whole point of us being in business. We took the risk. We want to make money. You can do the same thing. If you were offered a chance to make a ton of money, you would take that chance. Just because you don't have the cojones to make that risk or to take that risk, you're going to knock and go against the people that actually went ahead and took that risk and took the financial responsibility for the possibility of making a couple bucks. God forbid somebody make a couple bucks in America nowadays. It is so good to have a Speaker of the House that is actually there for the people he is representing. McCarthy made all these promises just to get elected to the Speakership again. He needed that power. And when push came to shove, nothing. Nothing was getting done. The new speaker, in my opinion, has done more in the itty-bitty little time he's been in the speakership than McCarthy did during his whole tenure. He is a rhino. He's not for the American people. He's for his pocketbook and his power play. So I just wanted to start the show off that way. But before I get in, again, I I always come back. Whenever I have a little hiatus, I always come back and say thank you, thank you, thank you, because I really do thank everyone. All of my listeners. It has been, oh, we are right about two months since I've done a show, and I've done probably three or four shows in the past five months. It it was not a good summer. 
and the fall hadn't been going well. Uh, I, without going into great detail, the summer started off great. Memorial Day weekend, we had a long weekend, went camping with a bunch of friends, had a great time. Uh, came back and the wife is just camping, 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 camping. I had a great opportunity with the company I work for to go down to Texas for a week and help integrate some new stores that we purchased into our family. Had a phenomenal time, but prior to that, my wife started going downhill and she just didn't feel good. Couldn't, she was in a lot of pain and, uh, it was tough. It was very, very tough. Um, she didn't do much camping after that. We did do one real big camping trip. Uh, when was that? That was, uh, over Labor Day. I'm sorry, over Labor Day, our normal camping trip that we normally do with all of our friend group. We went and I, I was able, thankfully with the work or job I have, I was able to go for a week for the first time and enjoyed every bit of it. And, uh, she came back and was in a lot of pain and a lot of pain and a lot of pain. And, Come to find out, she has a or had a tumor on her ovary, and they went in and took out a grapefruit-sized tumor off of her ovary, and they did a PET scan after, and everything came back great. They still wanted to do some radiation treatment on her to make sure we knocked out everything, and that was slated for December. No rush, nothing to worry about, and the insurance company denied it saying, oh, that has not been proven effective. Well, you've already done it, so why can't you do it now? It's an expensive treatment, and that's why. You know, The insurance companies want our money. They'll take our money. If we don't pay it, we don't have insurance, but when it comes time for us to use it, and we've paid our deductible. Our deductible is paid within the first month or two of every year. We've paid the deductible. We've done our part, but when it comes time to get Services rendered, they have a they have a bunch of people who have no idea what type of cancer my wife has, what is good for it and what isn't. They went against the the doctor who is a world renowned neuroendocrine cancer oncologist. They went against his better judgment. And thankfully, we have a great doctor. He went to bat for us and they said, Well, we'll ha- we can do it, but she needs to have a different PET scan. A, I think it's called a dotate, dotate, something like that. She did that, and that came back that, unfortunately, the cancer has spread into her shoulder and her clavicle, and that's devastating, very, very devastating. So she's a trooper. She is the strongest woman I know. She is going to get through this. We know that. Uh, We, let's see, this is Saturday, November 4th, and we fly out of Detroit on Wednesday, November 8th, to spend a week by ourselves with two other couples in Punta Cana. Never been there. We need it. We need to take a break. Just take a break. Get our heads out of what's going on here. There's other things going on that I don't want to talk about that I don't need to talk about. But I've had a ton of people ask how the wife is doing. And I I made a post, you know, hey, the wife is doing better. We got it all clear on the PET scan. And then we got this with the different PET scan. So, but as I say, she is a fighter. She is not ready to go. So she's going to fight this thing all the way through. So that's where I've been roughly the last three to four months. So I've been itching and itching and itching to get back doing a show and it just I haven't had time to 
We did have our huge Halloween party that we do every year. She doesn't want to miss out on that, but we really scaled it back on the decorations. But she really couldn't do anything, so it was me. And that took up a lot of my time. And now that's done. Halloween's over. And uh, I wanted to get a show out before I left for a while. Um, So that's where we are today. And today I'm going to start it off. I'm just not going to pull any punches. I am absolutely appalled. I mean, I am appalled, and I'm I'm not going to name names, but there are a lot of listeners of this show that I am disappointed with. And I'm going to talk to you about this Israel-Hamas war and what side I reside on, because to me, it's a no-brainer. I mean, it's an absolute no-brainer. How you could be on the other side, I, I honestly don't know how you could think and feel the way that you do. I'm going to discuss this. I'm going to discuss this Israel-Hamas war, but more importantly, I'm going to spell out why I believe what I believe, and I don't want to see people die. And I'm going to tell you why. You have to listen to this. Get get your friends that are, get two people that are on both sides of the fence and listen to this and see how you guys feel after this, after this show. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to just jump right into it. I'm going to give you my thoughts. I'm going to give you what I think about this whole situation. Sit back, relax, open that mind. You are listening to The Paranormal Patriot. My name is Tom Velasquez. I'll be right back. everybody, it's Tom Velasquez, host of The Paranormal Patriot. I want you to know, it's been a while since I've been behind the mic. I want to make it up to you. Let's give you something free. You like it? You, do you like advertising? Who doesn't? Let's advertise your show, your book, your group, your event, anything you want. Let's advertise it for free. Let's do it on this show. All you need to do is send me a 30-second to one-minute audio clip to theparanormalpatriot at yahoo.com. Again, theparanormalpatriot at yahoo.com. Let us know what you want to promote, and I will do it to you for free. It's my little way of saying thank you for listening to The Paranormal Patriot. Again, theparanormalpatriot at yahoo.com. Okay, we're just going to jump right into it right now. October 7th, Hamas breaches the fences and starts going kibbutz to kibbutz. For those of you who don't know, a kibbutz is a basic, basically a neighborhood. They are gated communities in Israel because everything in that area by the Gaza border has to be gated because of Gaza-Palestinian attacks. They killed 1,300 people. 
many of them young adults at a music festival on the Sabbath. It is horrific what these animals, and that's what they are. They are animals. It is horrific what they did to these people. And I've had people say, this is just media-driven propaganda. They didn't behead babies. They didn't burn people. They didn't shoot them in cold blood. You see the videos, people. The young lady whose lifeless body was in the back of a truck. They're spitting on her. They're kicking her. They're stomping on her. She's dead. They found her body beheaded. These are not human beings. These are animals. And now Israel vows to destroy Hamas. Hamas is in Palestine, in Gaza City, all through Gaza. They're, they're, they're Palestinian terrorists. They're, they are a terrorist group. And the number of pro-Palestinian rallies around the country is absolutely, I don't even know the word, disappointing, horrendous, don't, does not even begin to it doesn't even begin to explain the ludicrousy of the way these people think Israel has a right to defend itself let me give you a situation let's say you live in a neighborhood and you have a neighbor that just constantly is throwing rocks at your house throwing rocks at your house every now and then throws a rock and busts your window and you just like I'm getting mad I'm not going to do anything, but I'm getting mad. And then one day, this raving lunatic of a neighbor busts through your front door and kills every member of your family except yourself. What are you going to do? Are you just going to sit there? And he goes back home. Nothing happens to him. The police are like, well, you know, don't worry about it. The community is like, well, you know, maybe he had it coming. He was existing. This, this, this family was existing, and this guy didn't like it, so he had every right to do so, which is essentially what is being said right now. But nothing happened to your neighbor. He goes home, and he lives his life. He's living his good life, knowing that he just killed your family. So you decide, nobody else is going to help me. I'm going to take matters in my own hand. And you start shooting up his house, and you might hit a couple of his family members. And you, at that point are the enemy. You are the person committing genocide and war crimes. Tell me how much sense that makes. Hamas went in and started a war with Israel. Israel did not fire on them. Israel did not go into Gaza. The Palestinians, Hamas, went into Israel. This is the epitome and pardon my language, but this is the epitome of fuck around and find out. Hamas fucked around. They went in and they brutally murdered 1,300 innocent Israelis. They're finding out now. And the fact that there are so many worldwide rallies condemning Israel. I mean, you want to see the Democrats in the United States. You want to see their true colors? They came out. They are condemning Israel. The Democrats are anti-Semitic. If you, and I know of quite a few Jewish people in, this, in my area. Every single one of them votes Democrat. How can you in good conscience vote Democrat? I've been saying this for years. I had a, a former co-worker 
who was a devout Jewish person. She was just, she, she followed and she celebrated all the Jewish holidays. She went to a synagogue. She voted Democrat. And I asked her one day, how can you vote Democrat when the Democrats are so anti-Semitic? She didn't believe me. The Democrats aren't anti-Semitic. It's the Republicans that are anti-Semitic. Well, this is, this is the true face of the Democrats right here. They are anti-Semitic, Arab-loving, terrorist-loving monsters just like Hamas. So now you have the liberals, the college campuses. If you're a Jewish person on a college campus, I feel for you. Fear for your life. Because these radical indoctrination societies that we call universities and colleges in this country, and, and it's not just America, it's all around the country, all around the world, I should say. These are indoctrination machines. They are putting out little radical terrorists is what they're doing to sit there and call Israel, call them out for defending themselves, defending their right to exist. If the roles were reversed, I didn't see many, if any, protests when the United States went after Iraq and Afghanistan and bombed the living daylights out of the civilians in those countries after 9-11 on bogus claims. Anybody remember the weapons of mass destruction that Saddam Hussein had? Where'd they go? You don't hear about it. You don't hear about it. But nobody complained much. I'm sure there were people complaining, but but you didn't have worldwide rallies condemning the United States for defending itself and retaliating against a terrorist attack, which was perpetuated against our own government, but we won't get into that. Nobody complained, but when Israel comes out and defends its right to exist, oh my God, all hell breaks loose. England, Germany, France, your country's gone. You are no longer a European country. You are an Arab Muslim nation. Look at the amount of protesters supporting Palestine. And you want to know what I love? I absolutely love it. When, Well, this, this, this example tells you right now, just paints a clear picture on how uninformed and unintelligent these protesters are. There are people out protesting for Palestine with queers for Palestine with the rainbow flag. The rainbow flag now, part, some of the rainbow flags now have a part of the Palestinian flag on there. Do these morons know what the Muslim countries do to gay people? You're either thrown off a building, stoned, or hung from a crane for being gay. How stupid can you be? How brainwashed can you be? Oh, my gay friend's doing this, so I guess I better do it too. That's their logic. They can't think for themselves. So they're just following the masses, following what the media is telling them to do. And this isn't just an American problem. This is a problem all across this planet. Nobody can think for themselves anymore. Nobody can look at a situation Break it down and get the pros and cons of each situation to look objectively at every situation. They can't do that anymore. They either don't have the ability or don't have the desire or the the fortitude to do so. So they just do whatever somebody else tells them to do. It's called brainwashing. It is amazing how many of my listeners 
have posted. I, I see what you guys post. How many of you are supporting Palestine in this? They started it. It's going to be ended by Israel. Israel has a right to defend themselves. Now, do I want to see the, the residents of Gaza or Palestine, the citizens who are not the terrorists, do I want to see them die? No. No. But this is, what's, this is what war is. It's not Israel's fault that the Palestinian or the, or the Hamas upper regime, it's not Israel's fault that they are building their structures in tunnels under hospitals, under mosques, under schools, under residential areas. That, listen, to you in Palestine, if you are upset that they're bombing the mosques, that they're bombing the hospitals, they're bombing the schools, get rid of your government. Don't elect them in. Revolt. That could go here in America too, but we won't get into that. Israel has no choice but to eliminate Hamas. They have tried. They gave them a Palestinian state. They gave them a wide swath of land so that there could be peace in Israel. Israel isn't going in there and bombing them just for the hell of it. Israel isn't conducting raids into Gazan cities and killing thousands of people at a time. That is Hamas. Hamas started this war. Now Hamas is like, well, maybe we should have a ceasefire. Well, first off, you started this shit. You better end it. Secondly, while they are talking about a ceasefire, rockets and missiles are flying over or through Gaza, from Gaza into Israel. You're talking out of both sides of your mouth. I downloaded an app, and I'm hoping I've got it on vibrate. I was going to turn my phone off, but I left it on vibrate. Because all day, this, this app tells me when Gaza fires rockets into Israel. And it goes off all day. All day. My first question is, where are they getting all these rockets? Nah, could it be the $6 billion that Joe Biden gave the Iranians? And Kind of going off subject, but not really. Why is that still on the table? Why is that still available? This terrorist regime we have in America called the Biden administration and the Democrat Party gave Iran $6 billion. And when questioned, hey, maybe they used some of that $6 billion. Is it a coincidence that just after they got $6 billion, Hamas went and attacked? No, no. Kareem Jean-Pierre, whatever the hell her name is. No, that money is only good for humanitarian purposes. Okay, yeah, I feel much better now because Iran has been so trustworthy in the past. But yet the money's still there. Iran is calling for our destruction as well as Israel's. At this moment, Iran is calling for our destruction. There are Iranian, Hamas, Hezbollah, Taliban, you name it. These terrorists are on our soil right now because the Biden administration has left the border wide open. You start connecting the dots, ladies and gentlemen. Connect the dots. It all goes back to the Democrats want this country destroyed as it stands right now. But regardless, Iran is calling for our destruction. And we haven't froze that money. 
And because the Republicans at, in the House had the audacity to maybe offer a bill stating, hey, we're going to freeze this money, oh my gosh, they are now the dregs of society. They are inhumane. That money is good for humanitarian purposes. Where is Hamas getting all these rockets? I guarantee you it's coming from Iran. Iran is supplying Hamas with all these rockets. So where is Iran getting all these rockets? From the $6 billion we gave them. Listen, all you need is the inte- little bit, a little bit more intelligence than a slug to realize what the hell is going on. This war is being perpetuated by the United States of America because they haven't froze the money. Yeah, the United States is telling, we stand in solidarity with Iran, or with Iran, yes they do, but they stand in solidarity with Israel. But behind their back, Israel's back, they're still giving Iran, they're still giving money left and right. And let's talk about this Israeli aid package, which is essentially... A Ukrainian aid package. I'm done sending money to Ukraine. I refuse to pay taxes this year because my tax money has been sent to places that I didn't have a say where it was going. My my, my congressman or woman, whoever the... They never came into my district and had a town hall meeting to say, Hey, this is what we're voting for. How do you want me to vote? Because that is how it is supposed to be done. But no... The congressmen, the House of Representatives, the Congress, all they do is vote on party lines. They don't care what you think. Their theory is, well, I'm a Democrat and I got elected into office, so obviously they want me to do what the Democrats want to do. No, that's not the case. Get off your lazy ass, you SOB, go to your jurisdiction, find out what the constituents want you to vote for. Instead of just assuming, well, you know, they obviously want me to vote this way because they voted me in. Or the more logical reason, if I vote this way, I get a large chunk of cash. That's what it boils down to. We are being sold out because politicians like power and money. Does that surprise you? No, it shouldn't. Everybody likes power and money. But these idiots are doing it irregardless of whether it destroys our country or not. And listen... You look at Nancy Pelosi, you look at the Biden name, this name, I mean, 20, 30 years from now, I can, I can see when you screw up bad, you pull the Biden. These people don't realize what they're doing to their family down the line. It's like anybody whose last name is Hitler, you automatically go, ooh, sorry about that. It's going to be that way for Pelosi's, Biden's, Schumer's shifts. These people are selling out our country. McCarthy's. uh, Who else? Uh, Jeez, oh, peace. What's his name? Uh, uh, Graham, Lindsey Graham. I mean, these people are selling out our country to make a quick buck, and they don't care what the future generations of their family are going to have to go through, because these people are going to be on the wrong side of history. At one point, the American people and People worldwide are just going to say, we're done with this. And they're going to rise up. And if there are any of these politicians still alive, they won't be much longer. And their family members are going to be pariahs. I mean, literally, they're going to be shunned. They're going to be like lepers. That's what they're doing 
but they don't care. It's all about them. They're narcissists, every last one of them. So to sum this all up, I've got a question for all of you pro-Palestinian, anti-Semitic, Israel's committing war crimes and genocide people out there. The question is this. What would you constitute to be a proportional response to the 1,400 people, babies, women, children, elderly, young adults? What, is the, what, would, what would constitute a proportional response to the people who were butchered in the most brutal manner possible? Please contact me at, at theparanormalpatriot at yahoo.com. Again, theparanormalpatriot at yahoo.com. Dot com. Please tell me what the proportion, what would be the appropriate response for Israel. I have a feeling most of you are going to say, well, they should stand down. No, because if the roles were reversed and it happened to you, you would be guns ablazing. I, I, I am amazed at the audacity. You know, I, I've heard a new theory that in 2012, I told you before, CERN, the Large Hadron Collider, Opened a parallel universe in 2012, and we are now in that parallel universe. Well, there's another theory that when we found the God particle in 2012, we were all killed. We, in an instant, before we, we didn't even know it. We're dead. And these are our last moments alive. We're re- reliving, and we, I don't know. It, I cannot wrap my head around the stupidity of a lot of these people that are condemning Israel for protecting themselves and for having a desire to exist. I mean, half of the country, I mean, half, half of the country in this country in America would care less. They couldn't care less if Russia, China, North Korea, Iran, if any one of those countries came in and took us over. Until, if you get a Muslim country, they institute Sharia law. You can't be gay in America. Oh, you're a woman? You can't wear, you can't have anything but a uh, hijab. I think a hijab, a hijab, I think they're called hijabs. You've got to wear a hijab. You can't play sports in public. Oh, no, 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 no. Then, then that's when it gets, whoa, 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 we didn't want this. Yes, you did. You absolutely did. By you being an idiot, going on your pro-Palestinian rants, that Israel is the devil, Israel should show restraint. Where is Where are the calls for Hamas to show restraint? Hamas started a war they cannot finish. Now we've got Hezbollah to the north, Iran, Syria, Turkey's talking about going in. This is the beginning of World War III. I've told you, I, I, I'm angry at God. I am very angry at him because of what he has done. You know, he... Why, why give my wife cancer? Why give me cirrhosis? Why, why do that? We're good people. There's people walking around the streets that are pedophiles. There are rep- people walking around the streets that are Democrats. Why? Why don't they get it? No offense to Democrats. I don't want anybody getting cancer or cirrhosis. I'm sorry. But why give it to the good people? Why? You know, we're, we've got our life on track. We're finally able. We're making good money. We're finally able to do the things that we've always wanted to do when you throw this on us. So I'm pissed. But I also believe in God. I believe in a creator. I believe in a higher power. And I believe that revelation is happening in front of our eyes. It's scary. 
I've got four kids. Three of them are of drafting age. One of them is coming up on the age of draft. I don't want my kids going to war for a, for a war I don't believe in. Maybe we should send the politicians' relatives to war first. See how that works out. See how quickly, before we send any of our sons and daughters, mothers and fathers, aunts and uncles, cousins, nephews, before we send any of these people into a hostile zone, an active zone, before they go, you send all of the politicians, kids and relatives around the world. They go first. You want to see how quick things get resolved? That's what will happen. So before, before we end the show today, I've got a couple things I want to go over with you. First off, this one's kind of scary. Uh, let's see, Nancy Pelosi, um, she recently purchased 10,000 shares of Angen. Angen is a manufacturer of a drug used to treat radiation sickness. Nancy Pelosi has a past. Nancy Pelosi is getting insider trader or inside trader secrets. She knows when things are going down. She knows what to buy. So the fact that she's buying 10,000 shares of Angen, which is used to help alleviate radiation sickness. I don't really think it'll cure you, but it will make it a little bit more, for lack of a better term, pleasant. What, what does she know that we don't? She's got her bunker she can go to. She's not going to get radiated. The rest of us, is there a suitcase bomb? I mean, there's so many suitcase bombs out there that from Russia that they have no idea where they are. What is going on? And lastly, I want to play for you Pierre Polivier. He is a right-wing candidate for the Prime Ministership of Canada. And if you are, are a Republican or a conservative in any country, this is how you how you deal with these brain-dead liberal left-wing reporters. I want you to listen to this, and I want you to picture this. They're in a field. You can see, like, maybe grape grape leaves be, or grape, grape plants behind them. And Pierre is casually eating an apple. You can hear him eat an apple. But it's his responses to the questions that... We need, this is how we need to deal with the left-wing media around the world. Listen to this. Um, on, the, on the topic, I mean, in terms of your sort of strategy currently, you're obviously taking the populist uh, pathway. Um, what does that mean? <laughs> well, ap- appealing, appealing to people's uh, more emotional levels, I would guess. Um, I mean, certainly, you mean certainly, you, certainly, you tap, certainly you tap uh, very strong ideological language quite frequently. Like what? Uh, left wing, you know, this and that, right wing, you know, I mean, it's that, that type of ideological I never really talk about left but or right. Anyways, a lot I don't of pe- really believe in that. Okay. A lot of people would, would say that you're simply taking a page out of the Donald Trump uh, book. Like which people would say that? Well, I'm sure a great many Canadians, but... Like who? <laughs> I don't know who, but... Well, you're um, the one who asked the question, so yeah, I, you must know somebody. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm sure there's some out there, but anyways, the, the, point of this, the point of this question is, I mean, why should, why should Canadians trust you with their vote, given, you know, 
not not just the sort of ideological inclination in terms of taking the page of Donald Trump's book, but what are you also talking about? What page? What page? Can you give okay. me a page? Give me the page. You keep <laughs> in, saying in terms, that. in terms of tur turning things quite dramatically in terms of of Trudeau and and the left wing and all of this. I mean, you 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 make quite a you know it's it's quite a play that you make on it. So I'm, I'm not just sure. I don't, under, I don't I don't know what your question okay. is. Okay, then forget that. Why should Canadians trust you with their vote? Common sense. This reporter is the epitome of every single left-wing media reporter, journalist. You can't even call them journalists, reporter, propaganda machine. Here are your talking points. Ask these questions. Well, this guy was asked these questions. He's like, well, wait a minute. I never say that. Give me an example. What page are you talking about? And this guy doesn't know how to respond. This is how we need to respond to the media in this country and around this planet that are designed to simply shove propaganda down our throats. Call them out. Make them, make them explain where they're getting their information from. Because this is what the Democrats and the left-wing media and the socialists and the anarchists and the... In the, in the terrorists of the world this is what they do they just make it up as they go and we just let them do it kudos to you pierre you called him out on it and he looks like an idiot he was given talking points by the left-wing media and said hey go interview this guy ask him these questions and go from there he'll look like an idiot well no pierre turned the book around wait a minute when did i say that no i don't say that who, who are these people? Well, I'm sure there's some. Well, okay, who are they? You, you asked the question. Give me examples. This is how we need to talk to these people. Make them report. Make them become journalists. Don't make them, don't let them do what they've been doing, which is basically making everything up as they go. And, well, they're not going to respond to it. They're not going to question us. That is how you do it. Pierre... If I were in Canada, you'd have my vote. And lastly, to end the show, we had a almost three-month hiatus here, and uh, I need to talk COVID real quick because, you know, we're still getting pushed on COVID, and I'm getting ridiculed again by people that I know, even people I don't know, that know I'm not vaccinated. And... For those of us who are not vaccinated, I'm sure you guys are getting pushed as well. And I, 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 I received a, a, a tweet from Dr. David Cartland, and I want to read this to you because it speaks volumes about who we are as unvaccinated. It starts off, a message to those who are not vaccinated. Even if I was fully vaccinated... I would admire the unvaccinated for resisting the greatest pressure I have ever seen, including pressure from spouse, parents, children, friends, colleagues, and doctors. I think we can all agree that we have faced a tremendous amount of pressure to get vaccinated. People who have been able to characterize such personality, courage, and such critical abilities certainly embody, embody the best characteristics of humanity. They are everywhere, of all ages, education levels, countries, and views. They are a special kind. These are the warriors that any army of light would like to have in their rank. They are the parents that every child wishes to have in the children 
that every parent dreams of having. You are made of the greatest people to ever live. Those heroes born among ordinary folk and glow in the dark. They are beings beyond the average of their societies. That's huge right there. That is that is the line. They are beings beyond the average of their societies. They are the essence of nations that created all cultures and conquered horizons. They did what others couldn't. They were the tree that withstood the storm of abuse, discrimination, and social separation. I'm going to say that again because that's what we as unvaccinated are. We did what others could not. We are the tree that withstood the storm of abuse, discrimination, and social separation. I have been ostracized from many of my friends because I am unvaccinated, still to this day. They did it because they thought they were lonely and believed that they were the only ones. They were banned from sitting at their family tables at Christmas, but they have never seen anything so cruel. People lost their jobs. They lost their careers. They were out of money, but they didn't care. They have experienced unmeasurable discrimination, condemnation, betrayal, and humiliation, but they didn't stop. There has never been such a selection in humanity. Now we know who is the best on planet Earth. Women, men, old, young, rich, poor, people of various races and religions, the unvaccinated, the chosen ones of the invisible ark, the only ones who managed to stand when it all fell apart. It is you. You passed an unimaginable test that many of the toughest Marines, commanders, Green Berets, astronauts, and geniuses could not pass. You are made of heroes. You are made of the heroes who ever lived. Heroes born among ordinary people and shine in the dark. Despite years of pressure campaigns, discriminatory policies, social separation, loss of income, threats, and death accusations, French General Christian Blachon thanked the unvaccinated for their strength, courage, and leadership. That, to me, speaks volumes. I will go on my deathbed and have one of my biggest accomplishments in my life. Yes, my kids are going to be my biggest accomplishment because my kids are phenomenal people. They don't get in trouble. They are productive members of society. But my biggest, one of my biggest accomplishments is not succumbing to the poison that they wanted to inject in my family. I stood strong. My wife was, she was hovering for a time. And I said, no, we are not doing that. And the more news that comes out about what is happening to people who are vaccinated and what it's doing to their bodies, I thank God every day that he gave me the fortitude and the insight to say, no, I refuse to do that. If you're vaccinated, I don't hold it, hold it against you. I hold it against you if you're vaccinated and you look down on me and you threaten me and you call me a threat to society because I am unvaccinated. My body, my choice, remember that. You are the same people that are screaming, my body, my choice. Well, it goes both ways. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Paranormal Patriot. I will not be on the airwaves next week. I will hopefully be basking in the sun and relaxing with my lovely wife. I will be back after that. I think I'm ready to go back on a weekly basis. We'll see what happens and go from there. But again, thank you for listening. You are listening to the Paranormal Patriot. My name is Tom Velasquez. I'll be right. Well, I won't be right back. I'll talk to you later. <laughs>